0: Thanks for joining us and supporting Vickydo Fitness, we ask for your continued support by becoming an It's All About Health and Fitness premium member. Go to www.vickidofitness.com forward slash join. Again, that's www.vickidofitness.com forward slash join and register for a six dollar monthly subscription. And remember, Keep listening, sharing, and checking us out. The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about life, longevity, and happiness. Research studies are finding that being happy is not just thinking positively or doing self-help, but... It is actually a science. Happiness and longevity are achievable with healthy habits and a positive mindset. We have joining us Dr. Jason Valadeo, a physician, a certified coach and trainer, and also an author of his book, Exceptional Every Day, an empowering process to unlock your why and transform your life. Dr. Jason is here to talk about his book and share with us the secret to being healthier, happy, and productive. Make sure you go and buy his book today, Exceptional Everyday, on Amazon.com. To find out more about Dr. Jason, go to his interactive website, www.jasonvaladeo.com. All this and more On it's all about health and fitness.
1: Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicky Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now here's your host, Vicky Doe and D Banks Bright.
0: I'm Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe, and with me is the one and only Dr. Virginia D. Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe, don't you know. All right. I'm so excited today because we got out of the heat wave. A I know, bit. and I,
2: I I missed it. Yay. Yay! I was in California. I I missed it. You all were were sweltering here. It was was 100 and some plus degrees.
0: It was hot. Unreal. I was hot and bothered. Unreal.
2: I know. Mm -mm. Unreal. Mm -hmm.
0: We're glad to, to be here back in the hot seat. And we have a wonderful show today. Great. Today we talk about life, longevity, and happiness. Are you living the good life? Are you happy? And what makes happy people happy? Now, there has been a surge in scientific studies on the science of happiness in the field of what is called positive psychology. And what these studies are finding is that being happy is not just thinking positively or doing self-help. It's actually research-based. Now, according to one of the positive psychology pioneers, Chris Peterson, positive psychology is the study of those things that make life worth living positive psychology functions constructively in helping us to get more of what we want in life and making ourselves better, happier people. And so how can we be happier people and gain back control of our lives and therefore be happy? Research has shown that all of us can achieve happiness, health, and well-being by being or having a positive mindset and creating an action plan. In other words, being proactive by consistently doing the things that are needed to be healthier, happy, and productive. Once we start seeing results from our healthy habits and routine, we develop motivation, self-confidence, and self-efficacy. And that within itself gives us more control of our lives and therefore we feel happier and more fulfilled. And most of all, we are able to accomplish the goals that we have set out for ourselves. That's why we are excited today, right, D? Yes, absolutely. We are excited because we have joining us, and later on in this show, you will hear from Dr. Jason Valadeo, a family and sports physician, a faculty of the American Academy of Family Physicians Chief Resident Leadership Development Program. He's a certified coach and trainer, and he's an author of his book, Exceptional Every Day, An Empowering Process to Unlock Your Why and Transform Your Life. And so he's here with us to talk about his book and to give us tips on how we can transform our purpose and our life to be healthier happy and more productive people. We can't wait to talk with him later on during this show, right? D? Absolutely. From reading his
2: resume to talk about the average overachiever. I'm telling you, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: He has done a lot. And so a lot. Yeah. we're we're excited because we want to know how we can do a exactly. lot. Exactly. It's not too late. It's never too, not late. too late. That's it. Folks We want to make sure you go and subscribe to this show. It's all about health and fitness, Vicky Doe Fitness on Apple Podcasts and on any of your favorite platforms that you listen to. And you want to make sure that you leave us a good review because we certainly will appreciate it. And also, when you subscribe to this show, you will be notified when we post a new show and you will be able to keep in tune with all of the things that we are doing right here at Vicky Doe Fitness. And we know for some of you guys listening to podcast shows you know they're kind of new they're kind of new for some folks and so we're going to give you a few suggestions on how and where you can listen to our show first you can listen to our show while you work out Especially if you're running like D <laughs> or you swimming. Some sometimes I You found the earphones. I found swimming can earphones. You? Yes. I just found
2: some swimming earphones. Yes, yeah, you so can listen you while can you that, swim, yeah. yeah,
0: with new technology. Yes, yes. You know, while you're lifting weights mm-hmm. and you can pass the time with informative and inspirational motivation. You can listen to our show while you cook. I do that all the time. <laughs> you know, that passes time mm-hmm. very nicely. You can listen to our show to relax and calm down after a long day at work. And we have our super fans, Dr. Cheryl Figliano and her honey sweet, <sighs> yeah, Fortunato Figliano. Don't you love that baby? That it just rolls, doesn't it? Right? <laughs> Well, he says that he loves listening to our show right before he goes to sleep. That's great. Yeah. So you can be calm and relax and listen to our show. And last but not least, you can listen to our show while you commute back and forth in the big cities on a long road trip. You name it. We got it for you. Listen to our show. Right, Dee? Absolutely. There you have it. And so go ahead and subscribe to our show. It's all about health and fitness. And as always, Dee... Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you for your support. Well, D, yeah, I was hot and bothered, <laughs> but I did go to Columbus. I saw your pictures on Facebook. Yes, we went to Columbus, mm-hmm. Nate and I to visit our daughter Natalie and to hang out with my best friend. You know, she was doing her family reunion. Uh-huh. Gina and so I met Gina. Yes, we hung out. We had an awesome time. Oh, that's great. Yes, we had it. We saw her folks, yeah, which was cool because she had folks that were well in their 90s, and they oh, were wow. and they were taking pictures and they were talking and oh, wow. and being how folks. Should be when they're ninety, right? Absolutely, doing things still, right? That's it. Instead of laid up in no. the the nursing Don't home. Don't hang a, the crepe yet. Mm-mm. Not yet. They no. were they were doing Put the do party shoes on. Yes, and it was awesome. They were on the dance floor oh, that's dancing. Ninety seven years I love old it. sister I love girl it. out there dancing. I love it.
2: Live yeah. your best life.
0: Live your best life. <laughs> Live that's your it. Best life. That's it. And then I, I see
2: you saw Brian Culberson. I love him. I listen oh to watercolors God. all the time, and he's always oh. on there, and he's always on jazz cruises and stuff like that. So good for you. I want to see him in person myself.
0: He was great. Yeah, I know. And it was
2: packed. I know. Even though
0: it was hot as hell Yeah, now, it was know. still packed.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so we had a great time that's in great. Columbus. That's
2: great. That's so that's how great. was your week? So my week was great. I went to Los Angeles for a very quick trip. 48 hours turnaround. I went primarily to represent the medical school alumni with the dean at a medical... They were hosting an event at the Getty Villa in Malibu, which was great. I was like, well, somebody needs to go. Might as well be me. Yes. So we had brunch, great brunch with the dean, talking to our former grads about all the great things that are happening at the medical school. There's a brand new medical school that just opened this year with dental, medicine, PA, physical therapy, and all of that under one sort of one roof. It's fabulous. Mm. And then hung out with my girlfriend from college and one of the things that was interesting I went to see Ben Vereen remember Ben Vereen yeah. Chicken George yeah. Who, and also was in Pippin. but while And he was great. He did a show at a jazz club. But who was there at our next table was Tasha Smith, who's, if you watch Empire, yes. she's to Roger B. Henson's sister. Exactly. And she was really nice. And at her table, sitting next to her, was Angela Bassett. Uh-huh. So I got to see Angela Bassett and Tasha. I went over and said something to both of them. Angela has roots in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Okay. And actually, oh, about 25 years ago, she came to the Black Theater Festival and took a picture with my mom because she was a young girl when she came and used to stay with her aunt there. But it was it was interesting. L.A. is always fun. Little fast paced for me. But I was happy to see my son, Mark, who moved out there in January. So it was fun. Had
0: a That's good, time. good. So That's yeah. good. So you had a productive week. I did. Yes. I did. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. So what is going on this week? Vicki, everything. Yes, indeed. We have Dr. Patrice Harris yeah. sworn in as the American Medical Association's first black female president. This article, and you can find this on um, the website, St. Louis Foundation, they did an editorial. They were talking about in June, Dr. Patrice A. Harris, she is a psychiatrist from Atlanta, and, yeah yeah i know she was sworn in the atl as atl which i was born and raised i know don't get it twisted <laughs> do not get it twisted. don't get it twisted <laughs> <laughs> anyway she was sworn in as the 174th president of the american medical association ama and she is the first african-american woman to hold the position. So kudos to kudos her. Kudos to her. That's kudos it. to her. During her inauguration ceremony in Chicago, Dr. Harris said that she plans to implement effective strategies to improve healthcare education and training. She wants to combat the crisis surrounding chronic diseases and eliminate barriers to quality patient care. And she also promised to lead conversations on mental health and diversity in the medical field. Her statement, she said, We face big challenges in healthcare today and the decisions we make now will move us forward in a future we help create. So kudos to her.
2: Yes, definitely.
0: Yes. And you know when you look at her biography, she has been a long she has been a long mentor and role model mm-hmm. and an advocate mm-hmm. for our community when it comes to disparities And all the things that plague our community as women, as people of color, and the LGBTQ Mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. We have to start with health equity, as she says, in those communities, right? Absolutely. Yeah,
2: so I'm looking forward to that. I too, and it's great. I mean, what you still see in 2019, the first black female president, the American Medical Association, you know, many of us black physicians didn't belong to the AMA because we never saw, just didn't see the commitment to diversity. Over the years, they have had African-American men presidents, but I'm happy to see this. This is one of the reasons that the National Medical Association was formed, but now it looks like the American Medical Association, and rightfully so, and in good timing because there's so many... diseases and issues that affect minorities in our country Mm -hmm. that the AMA needs to be on the forefront. And I'm happy to see her. I can't wait to hope I get a chance to meet her at some point in time. So that's great. Good for the AMA.
0: Good. Good Kudos to them. Kudos to them. Yeah. Good for them. Yes. And something in our area, we, we, you know, the Browns. What's this about? They're doing a little good in the neighborhood. Good. They have a program called Hurdle for a hundred, it was said, you know, and it was written in our vindicator that they donated Cheney High School football athletes, athletic department, and and the football team. They received sports equipment, clothes, and so forth from this program that was created by the Cleveland Browns Wow Monday this past Monday they made the call to the coach Emil who's the longtime um, assistant coach here at the Cheney football team mm-hmm. they call themselves Cowboys. Mm-hmm. they were receiving they were receiving donations with equipment mm-hmm. t-shirts and and all of that kind of stuff from the Cleveland Browns, and so we are happy that we are uh, the recipient of that. Good for that school. Good, good, good. did
2: Cheney have a rugby team or something? Didn't they all? Because it seems like they've they've been on the forefront of a lot, doing a lot more innovative kind. I think they had a rugby team this year as well. Uh huh.
0: East yes. High, all of those guys. They're, yeah, they're in the that's forefront. Good. Yes, that's they're, good. They're
2: in the forefront. That's good for our community and good for our kids.
0: Good for our mm-hmm. kids. And mm-hmm. so, yes, not only did they, the Browns, their Hurdle 100 program gave to Cheney, mm-hmm. but they also were stopping by Gerard um, okay. High School. Good. They say roughly 10,000 students will be positively affected with over $130,000 worth of equipment. That's great. Good. So kudos to the Great. Cleveland Browns. Great. You are doing a little good in the now. Let's just
2: win some games this year and go to the playoffs, <laughs> okay? And Super Bowl. That's B O W L, Brownies.
0: <laughs> I knew you were gonna have you to. You know say I something. had to
2: slide something in. Just slide <laughs> it in, okay? All right, I'm done. Okay, I'm done. Okay. All right. That's B O W L. <laughs> you can spell bowl right. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. Great. All right. Yes.
0: Well, you know, every time we do have for for our show, we have a health tip. And with all the heat wave and stuff going on. This is important. I thought it was important for Mm -hmm. us to talk about this article. And it was their news release. By the American Heart Association, and it talks about exercise caution outdoors in summer heat. And you can find this article on our website, Vicky Doe Fitness. And it says the higher the red line creeps up the thermometer gauge, the more red flags for outdoor exercise. Summer temperatures shouldn't stop you from jogging, hiking, or playing sports outside, but they should alert you to the danger of heat illnesses brought on by exertion. This was said by Dr. Clifton. Callaway, a professor and executive vice chair of emergency medicine at the University of Pittsburgh, and he said, think of the heat like you think of a steep hill. Walking is good, but walking up a steep hill is much harder. So scale back the intensity and use more common sense to exercise safely. The article goes on to say that more than 600 people die every year in the U.S. from preventable heat-related illnesses, According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, an estimated 65,000 Americans visit an emergency room for acute heat illness each year and each summer. With global warming, those statistics could get nothing but worse. I know. Mm -hmm. Do you see by Mm 2099, annual heat related deaths will increase by thousands to tens of thousands. And that's in the U.S. alone. Yep. And that's according to the Federal U.S. Global Change Research Mm -hmm. Project. Whether running a marathon or doing yard work, exercisers should be uh, aware of the possibility of heat cramps, heat exhaustion, and heat stroke. So here's the difference. Heat cramps are... Muscle spasms or pain, which are often in the legs, which can occur during intense exercise. If you get heat cramps, stop physical activity, move to a cool place, and sip water or a sports drink. Get medical help if the cramps last for more than an hour, or if you have health problems or you're on a low-sodium diet. Now, with heat exhaustion, the signs include heavy sweating, uh, weakness, dizziness, nausea, and fast and weak pulse, and fainting. You want to seek medical help if you're vomiting or if your symptoms last longer than an hour. And then the most serious of this would be the heat illness, heat stroke. And it's a condition where the body's temperature rises to 104 degrees or higher. Other signs can include fast, strong pulse, confusion, and possibly losing consciousness. And with this, you want to call 911 quickly right away. Mm -hmm. Dr. Calloway said heat stroke is a truly life-threatening situation. Fortunately, it is rare, but we need to think about prevention because prevention is the key to exercising safely in the heat. You are recommended to drinking plenty of fluids before, during, and after exercising, but... No Not vodka. alcohol. Nope. <laughs> no vodka. No vodka. No rum and coke. No rum and coke. There you go. Mm-mm. Because alcohol, the alcohol is a diuretic, it dehydrates your body and, and how much fluid it will vary from different people because all of us are different and some people sweat a lot. And so Susan Yergen said, I could sweat a lot compared to you. So my fluid needs are going to be different. So she's a professor of exercise science at the University of South Carolina. And she says, I encourage people to check their urine color, which should be light yellow. If you exercise outside and your pee is dark yellow, like apple juice, you definitely need to rehydrate. It's best to wear light, loose clothing and exercise when temperatures are lower and the sun rays aren't as intense. So she also says, and we say this too all the time, if it's hot or humid, Avoid exercising between the hours of 10 a.m. and 5 p.m., no matter what part of the Just country don't do you it. in. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. And we see a lot of people out there jogging yeah. and going on. Well, you and see that in
2: races, too. You see that in marathons and 10Ks and 5Ks. Somebody's always falling out with a heat stroke. In fact, Dr. Lolly and I helped a girl across the uh, finish line about eight or nine years ago, who actually passed out. And at this race, it was really, really hot. And they warned the runners. And when I went in the back where they were doing the medical thing, people were packed in ice.
0: Yes. They were packed in ice because you got to get the body temperature down quickly. Quickly. Yeah. As exercise physiologists, we always suggest that at those type of events, you actually have a pool. exactly With cold water. And they so should have th- sprayed water on people. That's
2: another yes. thing they so do, they, they're supposed they can, to do. Right. Yeah. So they
0: can get into the water mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. This is very important. And the likelihood of heat illnesses goes up with some medications, too. Mm-hmm. Also, diuretics that we talked about, blood pressure medications, antihistamines, and some of the uh, psychiatric drugs. And so certain people need to be especially careful about exercising in, in, in the heat. That includes people who are older or have diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and other medical concerns. And also people who are obese, Mm -hmm. they need to be cautious, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're generating more heat internally and therefore probably becoming more dehydrated. All that we want to say is, look, if it's hot as hell outside, (laughs) exercise some precaution and exactly
2: caution right i think people feel they're invincible and it's not going to be me it sneaks up on you and if you start to feel thirsty it's too late it's you got too to continue late. to hydrate
0: yourself hydrate yourself yeah, you got to hydrate and yourself. the most preventative and precaution that you can do is if it's hot as hell outside stay inside stay inside read a book this is o- it's okay to sit down it's okay yeah. to sit down yeah. there you go
2: What's the latest? Um, nothing new on the Ebola crisis still. You know, they're still having issues with trying to get to all the people that have it dealing with the cultural issues and so forth of the Democratic Republic of Congo. But right now, pretty steady state. Well, that's good. And yeah. you definitely will keep us. informed, right? Absolutely.
0: Nothing new on the measles, right? One
2: case in Stark County. <gasps> oh, so
0: it's that's near close. us. Yeah.
2: One case in Stark County.
0: OK. Yeah. Well, today we talk about life. Longevity and happiness. Is it even possible to be happy? Yes, there is a science field called positive psychology, and research studies have shown that positive psychology functions constructively in helping us to get more of what we do want and making ourselves better, happier people. Now, research has also shown that all of us can achieve health and well being and happiness by having a positive mindset. And creating an action plan. In other words, being proactive by consistently doing the things that are needed to be healthy, happy, and productive. And so today, we have joining us Dr. Jason Valadeo. He's a physician and author of his book, Exceptional Every Day. And he will do just that. He will give us tips and guidance on how we can transform our lives by being more productive and focus. Now let's listen to our interview with Dr. Jason Valadeo. Here with us today is Dr. Jason Valadeo. He's a family and sports medicine physician, a faculty of the American Academy of Family Physicians Chief Resident Leadership Development Program. He's a certified coach and trainer. And he is on active duty in the United States Navy. Dr. Jason, he's an author of his book, Exceptional Every Day, an empowering process to unlock your why and transform your life. He is here today to discuss and motivate all of us on how we can use this book to guide and help us to manage our lives and learn how to focus on the things that will bring us success and lasting results. So how are you today, Dr. Jason? I'm doing well, ladies.
1: I'm really, really happy and grateful that you uh, wanted to bring me on your show today.
0: Well, we're thrilled, too. Yes, we are. To start out, why don't you tell us your story and what were some of the challenging moments in your personal life journey and how you learned to cope and overcome your fear to become successful, but most importantly, how have you learned and have become productive in your life?
1: It's a great question to start this off, and I want to thank your listeners right away because without them, obviously, we wouldn't be doing this today. So it's great to have everybody tuning in to what you guys are offering. But, you know, looking back on my life, and and particularly the last 20 years in the Navy and, and before that even to where I got my start, I think some of the things that are key points in my life is this idea that I grew up in a very... I would say lower-class, lower-income family, two immigrant parents, both without really any education at all, both working blue-collar jobs just to pay the bills and being on food stamps and government programs. And I look back on that, and I think about the even more telling was the lack of emotional support. I didn't really have family members that really understood what emotional intelligence was or how to really nurture and care for, for children. It was more of, hey, we have to work and pay the bills. And so... In that, I would say I was growing up kind of alone and also with a, a primary lack of confidence, which has been something I've struggled with my entire life, even with where I'm at now. Even though people say, oh, you're so successful, you've done the flying, you're a doctor, you do all this stuff, but it's it's been something that I've been working on. And so, you know, as I as I look at that journey and what happened, I kept thinking about the things that really became rituals in my life and reading books, writing, exercise, and then also practicing everything that I was taking in. So not just like looking at something, but actually trying to employ it in my life and and make it work. And then, you know, looking at the journey and how I overcame, like you asked a great question about how do you cope and overcome that fear? I kept thinking about what were some recurring themes, and I thought about effort, dedication, and discipline. I, I thought those would be three words that I could really explain myself with when people ask me all the time, hey, if you could talk about yourself in one word, what would it be? And I don't know if I just have one, but those three words, effort, dedication, and discipline are, are really fundamental to my life. And I always considered like, what would the worst case scenario be? And what I figured out in thinking about that way was that I was always willing to go the extra mile. And I think that's what separated me. I've, I've read these quotes before that talk about how you know everybody's on that first or second mile, but not many people are running that marathon. And that's what life is. It's, it's, it's more than an ultra marathon. We're running hundreds of miles throughout our life and we're trying to get somewhere and we're trying to become successful if that's the right word. But I kept telling myself that hard work and effort could overcome all those challenges, all that adversity, those things I had to go through, the cards I was dealt as a child, maybe that I could overdo that if I could just continue to work and that there'd be a lot of luck involved, but that, maybe even though I wasn't the most confident or the smartest that I I, or the most talented that I could actually do something positive and and actually have an effect on society and and that's kind of why I'm here talking to you today
0: that's what inspired you then to write this book then huh
1: exactly I, I had these thoughts and I I could even go back you know I thought about people ask a lot you know what what were some of those turning points in your life and and I think in my book, I talk about how a making point, I call them making points, so these different scenarios or things that have happened to you that get you to kind of get around the corner and move forward. And, and that was something. I, I had lived in my truck for a year in high school, mm. um, and during that time, I started doing a lot of writing. And I kept thinking, like, if maybe one day I could take my thoughts of things I've read from – authors and leaders around the world and, and these things that were put into my mind that maybe one day I could put a book together that could really help people, and I wanted to treat it more as a guide by just something they could just read once and then get rid of.
2: So if I was thinking about writing a book, motivational book, like yours, and I think that, may be, that word may be really too simplistic to say that because it's right. very all-inclusive, but it would be daunting because you're entering a field today where there are several authors who are trying to do that. So what made you, really made you take that giant leap Yeah. So, to say, I'm going you know, to enter this field?
1: Yeah, so that is a great question because you are absolutely 100% correct. I know when I was sitting down with the publisher when I got picked up with my idea that there are so many, I think it was over 40,000 self-help books out there. That doesn't count magazines and other things that are on the internet. These are books. And so, like, wow, how do you even break into that, and what is your goal? And I think number one for me was I didn't care if I sold any books. Mm -hmm. I knew when I made them that part of my mission was to create a legacy for my two little girls to know that their dad had tried to do something more for society than... I always tell them, put more into society than you take out. And Mm -hmm. so I thought if I could create something that could have a lasting effect on people, that would be my primary motivation. I kept thinking to myself, what is real success? And to me, it was help as many people as possible without expecting anything in return. And what a great way to be able to do that with a book.
0: When I read your book, I was definitely motivated and inspired. In your book, you say, an empowering process to unlock your why. What exactly do you mean by that?
1: So what I mean is I'm trying to help the reader essentially redefine and align their priorities. And I'll use those words again, redefine and align, because I'm not asking them to create something out of dust. I want them to look at what their life is all about right now, the things that matter most, their family, their work, their passion, their spirituality, their health and fitness, and put those together. Maybe they need a little tweaking, maybe some editing here and there. And so I wanted to create this book where people could get into it and not really read about me or some of the people. I give little anecdotal stories, but I know you've read it, and so part of that is, like, I really want the reader to, like, dive in and and see their own life, almost as if looking in a mirror. And the main goal behind the process is that you take those priorities, you redefine them, and you design the life that you actually want. Not what someone else is telling you, not what your parents told you when you were growing up, although a lot of parents do it right, and they, they give you a lot of freedom, and they let you explore things, but I just see so much of this people put it on you. And I think about the military that I'm in is your purpose is almost handed to you. When you get through boot camp. you know what you're going to do and you can just sit there and do what they tell you, or you can do what they tell you and explore other things to benefit your life and, and make you a better contributing member to everybody else that's out there. And so then to finish that up, I kept thinking about how can I really get people to dive in? And so I use the the word why, or as Simon Sinek does, because he talks about finding your why But your why is that idea or that action that actually moves you. It's what gets you up out of bed in the morning. It's what wakes you up at 1 in the morning when you can't sleep and you've got this great idea. And so that's kind of where my whole idea for the process came together.
2: I'm just wondering, too, I want to get back to your, your parents as I'm thinking about this. That yeah. Do you think that maybe, because, you know, it's really hard. I, I think about coming to a new country, a new language, people that I don't know and so forth. Do you think that maybe even though they didn't have an education, which doesn't really matter all that much, that they had a subliminal influence on you seeing how they were able to, you know, enter a new country and hard work Truly. never killed anybody? That that's why you get up in the morning to work. I mean, do you think that subliminally that? had a big influence on you, too, although they may not have said that, but you looked at what they did.
1: Yeah, you know, 100%. And I use that to drive me every day. I'm so thankful, incredibly, uh, for what they did in terms of they both were immigrants at different times Then they met in the United States. And so for me, that was an example. That was an example of hardship, of overcoming something. I know my father's story. Before he died, he'd always tell me about how he had only a $100 in his pocket
2: Mm -hmm. when
1: he came to the U.S. in 1975. And Mm -hmm. so... The one thing that they did do, both subliminally and by example, was their work ethic. And I know that's where I got it from, Mm -hmm. because that's what I saw every day. Mm -hmm. Even though they may not have had that loving touch or been Mm -hmm. around, they were working to provide for me and my sister. And so it is exactly that. And I'm so thankful because I think that's the work ethic that I've been passing on to my children, is that they see me willing to put in the time and the effort to make a difference. And so I I, I wouldn't want to rewrite it any other way. I tell people that all the time. You may not like what you came from, but you've got the cards and you can play them. And so I, I'm not a poker guy, I'm not a gambler, but I took those cards and I really tried to make something with them.
0: I know. So that's what we call you took some, maybe some lemons, but you made some yes. lemonade. <laughs> I love it. So tell me though, when we get back to your book, I know you keep, well, I keep thinking about the whole process thing. And, and you always say, yeah. let the process be your guide. So what is the process?
1: So when I was sitting in my truck, and this was, now, 23 years ago, before this idea of the process came out, because now people are using the process everywhere. There's an NBA basketball player who calls himself the process.
0: process <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, Joe Embiid, and then there's these professional sports teams. Nick <laughs> Saban from Alabama, they're all using it in the last couple of years. And you look back at my journal entries from 1996. You said it I wrote first. the process down, and I saved all those <laughs> journals. It's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, well, what does this mean to me, really? And so what I looked at was it's, it's this systematic way that our lives are played out and what that has to do with and the way I detail it in my book with the way i lined up my chapters was all the things that really matter, the priorities that need to be priorities, or at least redefined as I mentioned earlier. And that's why chapter one starts with you because you are the center of it. It doesn't mean you're selfish. It doesn't mean you're conceited. It doesn't mean you're narcissistic. It's that if you don't take care of you, everything else in the process won't work. And the process is your life. And really what it is, is it's the alignment of your work, Life and self, so the things that you do to put food on the table, things you do to pay your bills so you can keep the lights on, then taking care of yourself and who you are, and then the life that you're living, all those interactions you have every day with people. I teach my kids that you know, without the relationships that we have, there really is nothing. you're not going to live on an island all by yourself, although it could be peaceful for a while uh, with all the stuff we have going on in the world, but I try to show them it's that fusion, taking your work, self, and life and putting those all together. And that's what I really see the process being. And it, it makes that whole thing. And so when your priorities are lined up, the process flows. And I, in my book, I have a process map. I've got a free download on the website for that, too, so people can kind of sketch out what their priorities are and then how those fit into the systematic approach that I'm talking about.
0: So, do you think people know what their priorities are, though? You know, I think that's the I,
1: I think that's the issue. You know, I run into this a lot with yeah. a lot of the coaching clients I have, or when I'm talking to high school kids, or college athletes, or my patients in my family medicine and sports practices. They get confused on what their priorities are. They know they have to they have to go to work, and they think about those things, but then they don't really ever put any time into kind of nurturing those things, especially when it comes to self. I know as a child, a teenager. Those weren't things that I was thinking about, like self-awareness, self-discipline, and actually taking care of my emotional needs. And so I want people to understand that, hey, you may not have this all right right now, but start focusing on the things that matter. And, and I'll tell you guys that one of the chapters that's gotten a lot of attention is my chapter four, which is when I talk about your table. Mm. And. A lot of people have reached out to me through my website. They're calling me up saying, wow, this chapter really stuck with me because I need to recalibrate who's at my daily table. Mm-hmm. So people that really are not sucking just energy from mm-hmm. me, but are actually helping me grow and develop, and I'm helping them. And So I think that is where we're stuck is that people are in this loop because we get up, we go to work, and then we're not really creating the life that we want that has meaning.
2: You know, Dr. Jason, what I thought about your book was it transcends age and where you are in your stage of development. I mean, I have been practicing medicine. I can't say how long because you'll calculate my age, but let's just say (laughs) a long, long time. And I looked at, at your book and all that it represents and and so forth. And I felt like, well, even at this stage of my life, I can use some of the principles that you're talking about. It's not too late to change and regroup and think about priorities and those kinds of things, especially if you're, and even if you're retired. I mean, that's what I really liked. It transcends a lot of generations, I thought. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Well,
1: and I appreciate that because that was my aim is I really wanted it to go from, say, 16 years old all the way up till the end of life. right. That's kind of because all those priorities, we have them. They don't stop when you turn 50. You don't give up your spirituality, your health and fitness, taking care of yourself, your family. And right. when you're 70, that's not the only time you can be significant. You can be significant when you're 30 or 40. And so right. it's, it's been really neat to kind of see what that's been doing to people from different generations. And because I feel like all of those things really do matter all the time and that we've got to keep those to, to make us whole.
0: I think that we need to, first of all, choose who's around us wisely, because we can't have no deadbeats, because they'll bring <laughs> us down. No,
2: definitely cannot. Yeah, I know. And people who are have positive energy, that's the other thing, too. Yeah, that positive energy. Yeah, a lot of positive energy. I
0: know. And so, I don't know, you know, we always talk about balance, you know, because we talk about it here at Vickie Doe Fitness. Dr. D talks about it, you know. Oh, we need to get our work and our family balanced and so forth and so on. <laughs> but, right. I don't know. Can, can we really do that? I don't know. With all the stuff that's going on, can we do that? And if, if you think so, how can it, we can at least start? So I, I try to
1: tell people, and it goes back to a little bit of what I said earlier, I really try to tell people you can't, you know, you really can't balance out your life and have them individual. It has to become a whole. And what I mean by that is that, you know, you don't want to pursue balance or happiness. There are things that will occur if you're doing what you desire. And so mm-hmm. it's really this fusion word. And, and a couple of my friends who are also in the thought leadership and self-help realm, we always talk about how it's really work-life fusion. Okay. So we, te- we tend to separate our lives and our work all the time. Hmm. What we don't realize is when we're at work, we want to be at our best life. We want to give those people that we're interacting with the best life that we have to offer. And so if we're only a work self and then a home self, we're never really whole. We keep separating ourselves. We think about, oh, when am I going to take vacation again? Well, that's a great thing because you need to clear your mind and get away, but when you don't look at it that way and you look at your life as one balancing act, if you will, and you fuse them together, Mm -hmm. it really makes for such more better function, like where you feel better about yourself, you're Mm -hmm. waking up with energy. One of the things I tell people when they're seeking this life balance um, that you brought up is that you've got to think about things like self-evaluation. You've got to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and really see where you are now. You've got to think about the the peer feedback that you get from your friends, family members, your colleagues at work, and what they're saying about you, and taking that and making it into something positive, especially if it is positive, just kind of leaning on that positivity and continuing to make yourself feel better. And then it's continued learning.
2: Mm -hmm. The only
1: way to really achieve this fusion in our lives is to continue to learn and continue to seek new knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so I, I talk to people about creating rituals in their life, getting up at a certain time in the day, eating certain foods. And going to bed at a certain time and, and kind of figuring that out. And that's how we become like one. It's, it's not just this word of balance, you know, and then it's, it's like all of a sudden the pendulum is equal. Mm.
0: Yeah, so that means I could tell that you're a military guy because you believe <laughs> in those routines, right? <laughs> yes,
1: ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
0: That's it.
2: Well, since you mentioned the military, I mean, is that a is that a major influence? I mean, I I personally think that most men, young boys, should go through the military. It just makes a man out of you, as my dad used to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, it seems to me you can always tell those military guys. It's mm-hmm. yes, ma'am, yes, sir, and that discipline. That I don't know any other way to get it other than going into the military. What do you think?
1: I think that. I had a lot of that before and whether that was from my parents because of the way that they were, mm-hmm. uh, but I think what the military did, it just it opened my eyes to a, a different way to approach discipline or determination or dedication or courage and those those core values that they promote. Mm-hmm. And so I think it helps, but I think a lot of times it's just it's your upbringing and who you've been around and who you decide to spend your time with. And mm-hmm. So it, it is a mix. I would say you don't have to do the military to get in this ritualistic pattern. I've met a lot of other people who are using, what i call healthy daily rituals to Mm -hmm. set up their life for what they want and the military also has the back inside there's plenty of people that go in and they don't ever really figure it out and then they have issues and you know we see our veterans who are struggling with post-traumatic stress syndrome and all kinds of other medical things it's it's really tough yes and so it's it's such a it's such a tough balance and so I think a lot of it comes from where you come from and what you decide to do with your life. And a great word is accountability. Yes. You want to own your life or not and make mm-hmm. those decisions. It's like losing weight or starting to exercise more than once a week. And so all kinds of things that we can, we can employ across all of us.
0: Well, thank you for your service big time, right? Absolutely. Thank you for your service. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you. We want people to buy your book. We want to give them guidance, so to speak, of how they should read your book, how they should use it. Should they use it as a guide, a workbook? You know, how can we get the most out of your book?
1: So the way that I talk to people about this is when I created it and the way I wanted to add stories of people that I know, whether they're everyday people or celebrities that I know or professional athletes and my own story. When I started putting all those thoughts together, I said, God, what would be the best way for a reader to take this? And so... Initially, I would tell them, hey, I made it so it doesn't take you very long to read it. I've had people calling in to me saying, hey, you know what? I was able to read your book on a four-hour flight. I got through the whole thing. Mm. And so I think that's like, well, that's a great example. that I want people to go ahead, read, read it through the first time. Don't necessarily make any notes. Mm-hmm. Just kind of read it through as a story. You're mm-hmm. just kind of hear my voice come out. And that's what a lot of my friends have said. They're like, wow, I felt like I heard you reading the book to me read it first, appreciate the differences and the similarities of what I'm putting in the book to your own personal life, and then kind of go through it again, start to answer the questions that I put at the end of the chapters. And I, I do those on purpose, because I really want the reader to reflect on their life and to start thinking deeply into what those things mean. And then what I really wanted was that they use it as a reference book. Like mm-hmm. Use it. You have your answers in there, Maybe you come back to it in six months or a year, and you're like, wow, I wrote that back in January? My life's completely different now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so it's it's one of those books I would hope that people would maybe keep around in their library, their den, wherever they are in their car, and something you just kind of open and work through. And each individual chapter is something you could take. And I thought about making workbooks looking into that work that I put in there about, like, you know, focus on you for month one, and then month two is on your why, month three is on setting your table. So there's a lot of different ways, and I know the publisher only we first were doing this. They were like, you know, this is really like a wise guide, not mm. a wise guy. I kind of, when they wrote that to me, I was like, "I'm not a wise guy." So <laughs> right. no, we say, this is like a wise guide, something that can kind of help guide you through where you want to go. And mm-hmm. really, what I wanted was that you could create a vision and a plan, and then it could help just kind of help you get there.
0: How does it look? I always ask that in my classes, and, and when I'm out teaching. You know, you say it's exceptional every day. So how does that look like? If I'm exceptional every day, yeah. how does that look?
1: So here's how it looks, because that's a great question where people are like, well, I can't be perfect every day. I had a lady that I was, that I met once, and she said, well, what about exceptional every other day? <laughs> I kind of laughed. So I was like, well, maybe that's the sequel. So what I meant by exceptional every day was this idea that as long as you are continuing to grow and trying to learn from your failures and your setbacks and trying to become a better person, And every day you think about that for even five minutes a day, whether it's when you lay your head down at night, when you first wake up in the morning, and I talk about doing the Grateful Journal where you write three things that you're grateful for every day because that's one way to really realize that you're being exceptional is that you are putting thoughts into other things besides those selfish tendencies that we can get caught into. And so my plan was like, I'm never going to be perfect. I'm going to make 10, 20 mistakes every single day. But if I can learn at least from one of them, if I can do something nice for someone, even as well as opening the door, picking something up off the ground that dropped, just always looking for a way to get a little bit better. And that's what I meant by exceptional, because that's really what it is. There's no such thing as perfect.
0: Mm -hmm. But if
1: all of us can try and do something to better our lives. We're going to better the lives of others. And that's how we're going to become exceptional.
2: I think this is personally, this is a great book for your girls. I mean, not to be biased with girls and boys, but I mean, we're still in a male dominated environment, I think in most professions and so forth. And to have this book as a guide for your girls,
0: I think is great, no matter what career they decide to go into. Yes, ma'am. I do want to ask a personal question. What do you enjoy doing yourself? that you, you it's like your me time or your, your self-help for yourself. What do you do?
1: Yeah, so you, I journal every day. Mm. I've been doing that for years now. And mm. whether it's five or ten minutes, I actually get upset at myself when I can't write a whole page.
2: Oh, wow. Because I've gotten
1: so caught up in my work or whatever's happening. But I, I really just like to, to reflect on that. Uh, I do exercise pretty much every single day. Okay. And I try not to overdo it. I try to use different muscles, different mm-hmm. whether it's cardiovascular one day, weightlifting, those kind of things. But mm-hmm. I, I try to get at least 30 minutes to an hour, if not more. I get up really early in the morning and mm-hmm. I just, I, I enjoy that. It's kind of my peaceful time. I do do some reading every day. It's one of my rituals. I might do it during my warm up If I'm on a bike or a treadmill, just getting my body warmed up in the morning or walking around the block where I live, I'll have a book with me and I usually read at least 10, 15 pages just to kind of get the mind going as well. Those are things that bring me a lot of peace. When I have time and I'm not working, I like to go hiking with my kids or just play ball with them. Uh, they're still pretty young, and so I, I try to really enjoy that time. But my peace-taking and for myself is I, I think I've prevented a lot of burnout, and I'm hoping to keep that going, cause especially me being a physician is that there's so much talk these days about physician burnout. Yes. Getting so caught up in their mm-hmm. work and right. not, and that's also not even physicians, it's pretty much any career yeah. now where you just get so caught up in the yeah. work and making money and those things that you're not taking care of yourself. And so people ask me, how can you be so positive all the time with all the things you've gone through? And, and I went through cancer before and my, my upbringing. And so I'm like, you know, I just, I look at life as a chance to really give back, to make yes. a difference. And I, I love being able to talk to my patients because I know it's going to help them. And, And anybody. I mean, I run into people every day. People are connecting with me through Instagram and Facebook saying, hey, I read your book or I saw this. I'm going to go pick up your book now. And you've really motivated me to make a change in my life. And so that's I think that's what brings me a lot of peace and what helps me stay balanced.
2: We know that as military, you have to keep physically fit. We've seen some of your YouTube podcasts, uh, <laughs> so we know you're physically fit, Doc, and you got to run that 5K in 18 minutes every so often, so we know that's, that's that, and that's great, you know, that also keeps you, I'm sure, motivated right. as well.
0: People need to purchase your book, they want to get in touch with you, and all of that, so how can people get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that I like, especially when I Came up with a book is I had a website for about a year before the book when I was just I do a weekly blog that I write every Wednesday and that's at my website it's jasonvaladeo.com so j-a-s-o-n-v-a-l-a-d-a-o dot com and the website has my blog you can uh, get connected to my book which is available pretty much anywhere now Barnes and Noble, Amazon, 800 CEO Read, other fine bookstores, there's also a, a Kindle edition on Amazon, and then we are looking at creating an audio book because of all the feedback we're getting right I now. I oh, think big you time. should, big time. Yeah, you should absolutely. I, you I'm gonna should. I'm going to be the one that reads it. That's the idea. So. Yes. Absolutely, you should. And you have we'll a radio be,
2: voice, we're so on. yeah, that, um, absolutely, you should.
1: There's also an Instagram account at Jason Valdeo. I post a lot of things there. I'm actually trying to get better at doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the website is pretty much a great place because I also have a ton of health wellness and fitness resources that I want people to download for free. I'm a, I'm a certified nutrition coach with precision nutrition. Oh yeah. I know about precision documents on there. Some of them are are picture graphs. So you don't even have to be someone who's an avid reader. You can pull up a two to three page page PDF that has mostly pictures on it,
0: Mm -hmm. download
1: stuff that you can incorporate new foods in your diet, new exercise routines. I've got a ton of physical therapy handouts when you've got an injury. Those are all free resources. I've also created some resources from the book So if you do get a book and you want to make copies of setting your table and drawing out your process, all of those things are for free. And that's what I wanted. I didn't want this to be something people had to go chase and go spend money on. I want people just go on there. I direct my patients to the website and I tell them all the time, Hey, don't go there to buy my book. That's not what I'm doing. But if you want to read the book, I think it's going to help change your life.
0: We definitely are encouraging everyone to go and purchase this book. Now in closing What are just a few because you you did a lot about the steps that we can do to have an exceptional day every day. Right. But I want you to at least give at least one or two because, you know, sometimes we have to break it down to at least one or two habits and things that we need (laughs) to do to get our lives back on track. And so that we can be happy, you know, and productive, at least give us one or two things that are the most important that you think.
1: Yeah, I'll give you a few. I've got some that just come to the front of my mind all the time whenever I meet someone new or I've got 30 seconds to try and make an impression on someone. And so number one, I want your listeners and everyone out there to appreciate where they are right now. I recently read Scott Kelly's book, Endurance, where he got he went to the International Space Station for an entire year.
2: Mm-hmm. And he wow. kept talking about how
1: he looked down at Earth and how beautiful it looked. And he, he would try to block out all the bad things that are happening and and talking about what's going on with our climate and how people don't have food to eat and these things. And you would look at the earth and go, look how beautiful that is. So appreciating where you are, that when it rains outside, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Look at it as a great great creation, that that rain is just a, a miracle. And so things like that. So know where you are right now and take it in. Number two, focus on you. Find a little more time every day, whether it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, where you can look in the mirror and really decide if you're ready to grow or not. Think about the things that you're lacking in and how you can actually become exceptional by just making a few changes in your life. It could be just taking out some of the bad foods you're eating. It could be starting to exercise 15, 20 minutes a day. It could be just telling your spouse or your significant other or anything that you actually appreciate what they do for you and, that, and you appreciate that they're in your life. It's that simple. And then also I think a couple other ones that before we go is take a hard look at your table. Like I was saying earlier, I've gotten so much feedback about that chapter helping people go, wow, I don't need these people taking up two, three hours of my day anymore, but I don't want them out of my life. I just want it to be more balanced. So take a look at your table, decide who really needs to be sitting at it, who you can spend more time with so so everybody can be better off. And then I think the last one for today, especially just to give people enough to kind of get started is make the decision to grow and start to develop a plan. And that's why I think the process is so helpful. The map's already laid out. You write out your priorities or where they are right now and then how we can make them even stronger and then use that map as your guide. And So I, I think with those,
2: I think it's a great start.
0: That's it. So we have to make the decision to grow today. Don't be waiting. Right. Right, D. Exactly. <laughs> now,
2: I'm motivated. You know, I mean, you, like I said, it transcends age and, and generations and so forth. I'm
0: pumped because it's not too late. It's never too late, right? Never too late. We can start today. Absolutely. We are so grateful and thank you. just happy that you came and took time out of your busy day to yeah. come and talk with us. Yeah. Thank you. Dr. Jason. No,
1: I am so appreciative. Grateful. I, this, is, this is just a joy to be able to talk with you two today.
0: Yes. And <laughs> so yeah, right we'll be
2: looking to see you on television because I am sure that you're <laughs> going to be on some of the talk shows. So we knew you win.
0: Well, I appreciate the love.
2: <laughs> That's it. So thank you. Now, this ends our show, Dee. So do you have some tips that we should think about? I do. He was great. There's so many tips. But I think one of the things, the last things he said was make a decision to grow and make a plan for it. Mm -hmm. Create a map for yourself. And, you know, I think he agreed with me when I made the comment. This book transcends generations. So kudos to him.
0: Yes. And we can be exceptional Every Every day. day. That's it. I like that. That's it. He said, you know, we don't have to be perfect because we all know that it's impossible to be perfect. Right. But we certainly can be better, our better selves every day by doing key habits and steps. We want all of you to go listen to him once again keep listening to him on our show yes but also go and get his book yes go get his book because it is a guide. it is a guy he has a lot of downloadable materials that you can use to set up your process and to get your priorities in check and so go and get his book it's on amazon exceptional every day And to find out more about Dr. Jason, go to his website, www.jasonvaladeo.com. And as always, for more information, go to our website, www.vickidofitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us, email us, go on Facebook, and share with us your thoughts.
1: You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness
0: forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at vickidofitness.com.